Blog Talk Radio. All aboard! <laughs> Don't touch me. I'll beat your brains out. I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Let's get ready to rumble. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Gypsy. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. I think that the NFL knows what Randy Moss has done with marijuana, and I think the NFL knows what Randy Moss does with marijuana. Tyler. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Playoffs. Good morning, and thank you for joining me. Ha-ha, top of the morning, everybody. Uh, live, obviously, from Hollywood, California. This is Tough Love. I'm Alistair Conrath. Thank those of you already on Facebook Live, good morning. The millions, obviously, listening around the world on Blog Talk Radio. Top of the morning to you. Kip Kelly's already talking shit, uh, saying, uh, I forgot to turn it down before I open this. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, don't uh, have this show on around the kids, all right? Please don't. This is not, uh, I don't know. 13 and under material i think if you're 14 and older you can hear some f-bombs that's kind of where i'm at uh right now if in this society if you're not hearing f-bombs at 14 you are mormon or uh amish or something (laughs) i don't know uh again uh good to see all of you guys uh obviously it's nfl wild card weekend uh so football obviously will dominate for the seven plus minutes um, I do want to touch on something, though, and it is football-related. Um, you know, before I get to the games yesterday, Larry, top of the morning, beautiful. Uh, good luck with your Bears today. Uh, shockingly enough, I will obviously get to that, but I am kind of pulling for your team today, um, only because I, I hate the Cowboys that bad. <laughs> so I want the toughest road for the Cowboys, and that means a Bears win. Uh, but I'll get to that. Uh, but first, again, I just want to touch on the whole Antonio thing uh, and the Steelers. Um, You know, because the sad part about, you know, sports in general and the money that people make off these sports this day and age is, you know, part of the problem, if not all the problem, when it comes to a diva mentality. And Antonio Brown, unfortunately, um, you know, has this mentality and it didn't come to light right away, you know, like saying Chad Johnson you know, a.k.a. Ocho Cinco or Terrell Owens, it, it kind of marinated a little bit. And then it came to a head, um, you know, last year a little bit, and then definitely, you know, this year. Uh, and he didn't even show up for practice on Saturday before, you know, last week's, you know, win or go home game, a must win. I mean, they still went home, but they had to win the game. They still did. But, you know, as a former player as a former army infantry guy you know you depend on your team and uh, you know it's not tennis this isn't golf where it's just you if you don't want to show up 
to a tennis match, well, hey, you know what? That's on you. But you are arguably one of the best receivers, if not the best. Some people would, uh, you know, be, you know, would argue that. But you, you let your team you didn't show up because you're selfish and you're greedy and you're not about the team. There's a, I just don't understand. Well, I mean, people are, people are selfish. That's just the way it is. You know, but to the level of letting your teammates down, to prove what, though? To prove what? Antonio Brown had 15 touchdowns this year. I don't know, know how many catches he had, but it was a lot. You know, he is such a baby. This just proves that. And I don't know what the argument would be against that statement, but, you know, things like this, are, are such a are cancer to a team mentality. And if I am anybody else, and Larry says, you're okay seeing him on the Bears, you know, I mean, and that's fine. Maybe he does need a new venue. You know, it changes scene. I'll, I will say this. He has 74 touchdown passes in his career. Care- catches. Touchdown catches in his career. All of them. All of them are from Big Ben. All of them are from Ben Roethlisberger. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's weird to see somebody bitch and complain when you, you, you have that much success on a team. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I've never been a big fan of Terrell Owens and Chad Ochocinco because of their selfish Steven mentality. And, you know, I mean, obviously we see that in sports all the time. But when you have somebody like Ben Roethlisberger throwing you the football I mean, and obviously there was dysfunction in the Steelers this year, starting off with the whole Le'Veon Bell situation. But, you know, Antonio Brown, and, and don't get me wrong, here's the thing. Here's the kicker. Mike Tomlin is to blame because Antonio Brown was on the sideline last weekend for the game that he did. If you are going to not make team meetings on Friday and you're going to skip practice on Saturday – I, if I'm Mike Tomlin, I, I suspend you. I don't, you didn't contact the team. You, you gave the big FU to a team that had to win a game and needed a potential Hall of Famer, you, to be there helping out, and you didn't even show up. And then Mike Tomlin lets you on the sideline to be at that game and, and to not play? I, I mean, Mike Tomlin... If I am Steelers manage, management, the Rooney family, I might let him go. Because to me, that shows a wildly poor leadership example. Because you are telling basically everybody else, it's like, yeah, he's not going to play, but you know, you can be part of the team. Well, guess what? He just proved he wasn't part of the team. He just proved that he put himself above the team and he didn't want to be part of the team he'd rather be a bitch and complain about you know whatever he's complaining about I will say this there and it's it's no shock but Juju Smith-Schuster burst onto the scene last year as a rookie burst on this had a great rookie season <clears throat> this year had an exceptional more season and I think I truly believe Antonio Brown is threatened by him. He's jealous to the fact that Juju is, everybody loves Juju. 
on the team in Pittsburgh. Everybody just can't get enough of Juju. He's a fun-loving guy. He's from here in Los Angeles, went to Long Beach Poly, and then went to USC. He's a likable guy, and he tried to be friendly, and I'm sure he still is with Antonio Brown, but Antonio Brown can't handle it. And he's a, you know, he's a bitch, and it's unfortunate because there's only a few there's only a number of big threes in football and, and Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell and Ben Roethlisberger were that obviously the situation with Le'Veon Bell this year was what it was, but you know, that's why, and I'll, I'll segue into this, you know, the Steelers got a mess on their hands. I would fire Tomlin. I'll leave it at that. Um, but it's unfortunate. <clears throat> Speaking of a big three or what people want, to say is a big three, and I vehemently deny that. Dallas, obviously, the Cowboys took care of the Seahawks last night. You know, and props to the Cowboys. They won. They shut down Seattle's run game, which most teams have not done this year. So kudos to Dallas for taking away what Seattle does best, putting it all on Russell Wilson's shoulders, who, you know, Russell is incredible, but there's only so much you can do. If it wasn't for some incredible catches last night by the Seahawks receivers and some, you know, big plays, Dallas would have, you know, won that game walking away. There was a a string of plays that, you know, always kind of dictate a game. And that run by Ezekiel Elliott at the end of the half last night, Shaquille Griffin, I mean, Trey Waynes, same number, by the way, cornerback for the Vikings, who you guys know I hate. I thought he actually put on Shaquille Griffin's uniform last night because there were plays Shaquille Griffin made last night that were embarrassing. And his inability to contain on Ezekiel Elliott's dash around right end at the end of the half yesterday to put them, you know, in touchdown position was embarrassing. And then he gives up a touchdown that he couldn't get his head around on three steps sooner than he should have uh, on Amari Cooper and gives up that touchdown. You know, he had a really, really bad game. And then the Seahawks get a great kick return, go down. Janikowski pulls one and at the same time, you know, tears a hamstring or whatever he did to his hamstring. Uh, And then that set the wheels in motion for the second half in the sense that, well, we can't kick field goals. We have to go for it. And so, therefore, here's the thing about Dallas. And, you know, so many people want to talk about Dak. Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, the big three. Dak Prescott, and I've said this for, you know, three or four years now. I can't remember exactly what year this is for him. Maybe three. But I've said it for for that many years. Dak Prescott is average at best. All right? And I know all you Cowboy fans hate to hear that. But Dak Prescott is average at best. When you have an offensive line like that and you got Ezekiel in the back, doing what he does, it's not difficult to do management of a team. And you got all day to throw back there. I mean, Dak makes some plays, some. But you listen to anybody in the NFL, ask anybody, except for Michael Urban, because he's so jaded, obviously, it's, uh, you know, it's ignorant. But you ask anybody else, a talking head who knows shit in the game, and they'll all say the same thing. They say what I say. Dak isn't... He's average. And so to sit there and say, oh, they got the big three, Dak is nowhere near like 
Troy Aikman level, okay? And Amari Cooper, who's a nice player, is nowhere near Michael Irvin status. Ezekiel Elliott, I will give that kid props. He's really good. (laughs) And I hate it because he's a cowboy. But he's really good. Pay attention. He rarely, if ever, gets caught for negative yards. It's, I mean, he did a couple times for maybe a minus one last night. Maybe, I know one for, for sure on a third and one where Bobby Wagner stuffed him. But aside from that, Ezekiel Elliott is a baller. But he's one of the big three. That's it. I just mentioned the Steelers, you know, when they're playing, they are a big three. Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. That, to me, three potential Hall of Famers. No doubt. Amari Cooper's not a potential Hall of Famer. I mean, unless all of a sudden he just goes nuts. You know, Dak Prescott sure as shit isn't a Hall of Famer unless he, you know, all of a sudden turns into, you know, something we haven't seen yet. Ezekiel Elliott is a potential Hall of Famer. 100%. I hate the Cowboys. Damn it, I hate the Cowboys. I was hoping so bad last night Seattle would win. But you know what? If, if all you had to do to a team is take away the run game, and mind you, a lot of teams tried this year, and Seattle still was able to do it, so props to Dallas for stopping them. But you know, if that's all you had to do, and then you know, let Russell try and do Russell magic, it's just, you know, and then again, Ezekiel ran for 160-something yards, I think, last night. Um, you know, so kudos to Dallas. Well played. You did good. You beat a team without a kicker, and they had to self-adjust in the second half. That onside kick at the end of the game, holy Hannah. I don't know what that was. <laughs> it was embarrassing to watch. It was just terrible. Uh, but so, you know, the Cowboys will either go to New Orleans or Los Angeles, here in Los Angeles, and that will be decided today by the Bears in Philly. But real quick, Colts-Texans yesterday, it wasn't really much of a game. I did think the Texans would put up a little bit more of a fight, uh, but the Colts are for real. That offensive line is Dallas-esque. It truly is. They can run the ball effectively. They give Andrew Luck a lot of time in the, in the pocket. He got killed you know, up until this year. Obviously, he didn't play last year, but you know, when he played up until now, he got killed because their offensive line sucks so bad. This year... It is a strength, and you could argue, because now Andrew Luck has hit the least out of anybody, that the Colts line, because they run the ball effectively too, is the best in the league. They are really good up front, and they got two rookies up front. Quentin Nelson is just an animal. I mean, holy shit. It's just fun to watch. You know, a left guard be that important to a team. You watch him on every play like I did last night. I mean, he is so talented. It's fun to watch. And, you know, it's just stupid to say, like, oh, it's fun watching a a left guard play football, but it truly is. Quentin Nelson is something, and he is obviously, barring injury, going to be a stalwart for the next 12 to 15 seasons. Uh, So Colts are for real. Marlon Mack, the running back, continues to impress. Holy cow. That kid's got moves on moves, and with a line like that, and you give that kid space, he's really good. Uh, Andrew Luck, obviously, is playing out of his mind. Very quietly, second in the league in touchdown passes next to Patrick Mahomes. You know, I mean, Andrew Luck, I love the fact 
that Andrew Luck is Andrew Luck again, what we saw before he got injured, because he's such a, a studious player. He's a, a, a good guy for the league, smart, and uh, you know, just a, a nice guy. It's good to have those guys. B-Rat! Uh, so I'm excited, to, I'm excited to see the Colts. Their defense flies around. You know, it's funny. Everybody shits on the Tampa 2 defense. They do have six Super Bowls, by the way. And on top of that, in a Tampa 2 defense, if you have the players to do it like Tampa Bay did, hence the Tampa 2 during their Super Bowl run in the early 2000s and late 90s when they were super dominant with Derek Brooks and so forth, if you have the players, the Tampa 2 is an exceptional defense to play. And Darius Leonard, the linebacker, the rookie linebacker for the Colts, is Derek Brooks. And you have to have a middle linebacker like that in your defense to be able to play the Tampa 2 and a, and a good D-line. I mean, the Colts are legit. Uh, it's going to be fun. I'm pretty sure it's the Colts at the Chiefs next week. And, you know, that's the last team the Chiefs, I think, wanted to see is the Colts. I guarantee you they're praying the Texans would win that game yesterday because it's not at the Chiefs. And that's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, I, I mean, I would not be surprised if the Colts win that game. Uh, as far as Texans go, I'll just hit briefly on this. Deshaun Watson, and granted, the offensive line did not give him a lot, but I will say this. When De- Deshaun Watson had time, he was inaccurate. And everybody knows, and I have this conversation with my dad all the time, and it's not a secret. The number one attribute of an NFL quarterback is to be accurate. That's it. And, and not Sam Bradford, record-breaking, four-yard pass accurate. I'm talking you need to hit the 10 to 15-yard passes. And if you can't do that, it's going to be a tough go at the quarterback position. And Deshaun Watson yesterday threw some ugly, super ugly passes. And I don't know if, you know, obviously he needs to improve. If he cannot improve, that's unfortunate because he's such a good kid. He's, a, you know, he's got great competitiveness and persona, but you still have to be accurate as a quarterback. Um, you know, we'll see. They need a running game. They need a better running game. They need to have Will Fuller back. Defensively, they unimpressed. That was a disappointment. They have a lot of players on that defense who should be able to, like, be dominant, and they got worked. And don't get me wrong. The Colts had their way. Mark, what's up, bud? They had their way with the Texans this year. But when you've got Watt and Clowney on the line, uh, Bernard McKinley, uh, yeah, I think McKinley, you got, you know, old, old corners now. Tyron Matthew, you got players, though. You shouldn't get your ass kicked on defense that bad. So Houston has some issues that they need to work through. So as far as today, Chargers, Ravens, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. My brother, Brian, what's up? The Chargers are 7-1 and one on the road this year, all right, which makes a lot of sense because if you have to play at the StubHub Center in front of 29,000 people, you're probably pretty excited to go on the road playing in front of 70 and 80,000 people. You know what I'm saying? So I understand why the Chargers are 7-1. and one. But <clears throat> I don't see them winning today, and I, I'm, I'm a Charger fan. Fan. I like Phillip Rivers. I, I talk about him as a Hall of Famer all the time. I truly believe he is. Um, 
and and I like uh, Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen, the line, the defense. You know, I mean, they've got so much talent on that team, and it would not surprise me if they beat the Ravens. They just played the Ravens a couple weeks back. I want to say maybe three weeks ago, and lost. But they have an idea of what Lamar Jackson brings, which is an advantage. And if they can somehow figure out their mistakes from that game, you know, three, four weeks ago and, and put it together and main and somehow contain Lamar Jackson with the time to prepare that they've had and seen the film, then yes, they have an opportunity, but keep in mind, it's not just containing Lamar Jackson. Baltimore's defense is, really really good I, i'm they're number one in the league in a lot of categories in and the main categories and going across the country like the chargers have to to baltimore it's not fun because it's going to be a 10 o'clock start for them you know and and ravens are going to be regular one o'clock time it's always not a good thing for west coast teams going to the east coast the stats show that that is a losing record uh but they're seven and one on the road. Again, he, I will say this about Lamar Jackson. I've said it before. Just like RG3, just like Michael Vick, just like other people, the Wildcat, players that take the league by storm the first year, and it's cute, the first year, give NFL teams an offseason to prepare for you, Lamar Jackson better enjoy it while he can. Because just like Deshaun Watson and his inaccuracy, Lamar Jackson is throwing 58% right now, and that is with a solid run game. Take away that run like teams will do in the offseason. When you only have a week to prepare for an offense like this, it's just like the Wildcat. All of a sudden, you know, uh, what's his name? Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams are sitting there running wild over defenses because defenses it's hard to adapt to something like that. It's just like, Oh, you see it. You know what I'm saying? You see something and it's new and it's just like, Oh, but then guess what? Look how fast the wildcat died. Once NFL defenses were able to prepare and plan for it. Boom. It was gone. And so that is the same thing. And I'm not shitting on Lamar Jackson. I'm not. Don't take that as, as that. He's talented, but he, at the end of the day, it's, it's proven. It's just proven over and over. You have to be accurate in the NFL as a quarterback. That running is only going to last so long, I promise you. I promise you. Enjoy it while it lasts, Lamar Jackson. I'm not hating. I'm just being a realist like I always am. It's a little tough love. But you better like improve your passing because next year it's not going to be so easy. I guarantee you. It's not going to be so easy next year. Uh, but I still see the Ravens winning the game today. I truly do. I don't know if the Chargers are, are still ready to stop that offensive run game. Um, it's, again, it's difficult to prepare for when you don't have a lot of time to do it. Uh, and the Chargers were in golf last week in a must-win game. And so, you know, all of a sudden now, again, it's just a week. On top of a week that you've already had, but it, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. Feel, gut feeling, Chargers are going to win. 
Uh, but then again, I'm terrible at picking games. So, you know, maybe the Chargers are just going to go there and blow them out. Uh, I have no idea. Um, about five, six minutes to go here on Tough Love. Thanks again for you guys joining in. I appreciate it. Listening to me babble like this. Uh, hopefully some of it makes sense. My opinion, the biggest game of the weekend, Eagles at Bears. I mean, the, honestly, you could make an argument that this could be ah, – I love it, Jeremy. Thank you. Um, <laughs> my fancy football champ just joined the show. Such a dick. Uh, but uh, Eagles and Bears, you could truly argue, right, that this game, the way both of them are playing, this could be the NFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl. Um, and we're getting this in the wild card round. Uh, I mean, the Eagles, this is deja vu. It has that same feel from last year. All of a sudden, Nick Foles goals in. And this is no slam against Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is obviously, you know, very talented. There's something about Nick Foles that the players love. Elshon Jeffrey loves him. The defense likes him. And they're upping their game so much. Fletcher Cox, obviously, is Fletcher Cox again. The rest of that D-line, they got the dog mask on and, and the underdog type of deal. They're scary. They're very scary. The only thing that I, I'm not so scared about comparatively to last year is they've got a lot of injuries in the defensive backfield. I think three out of their four corners are out. Maybe they get Jones back or, or not. The run game obviously is by committee. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but, you know, obviously having Darren Sproles back is paramount. I mean, that Darren Sproles, the guy's what, 33, 34, 35 years old, something like that. And he is as untouchable now as he was 10 years ago. It's so fun to watch something like that. It's just, I love it. Uh, and so, anyway, I just don't necessarily know if the Eagles. Can even though they're riding the same magic, can have what they had last year, uh, and you know, and to be able to go into Chicago and win a game at Soldier Field against a deep Chicago right now. I mean, my God, you have to be able to like take care of not only Khalil Mack, but Akeem Hicks is insane. Roquan Smith leads the team in tackles, and he missed training camp. He missed preseason, and I think maybe the first game, and he still leads the team in tackles. Kyle Fuller and Amukamara are, are playing out of their minds. Eddie Jackson, who, by the way, I called that, and I, you know, I, I don't brag often, but I did call Eddie Jackson. How that dude lasted to the third or fourth round uh, All-American safety at Alabama drops to the third or fourth round. Like, why am I not a GM somewhere? I just don't get this. Uh, but defensively, they're solid. Offensively, Matt Nagy, you know, you don't – if you have the right chemistry, if you have the right scheme, you don't have to have true number ones. You don't have to have – you know, I mean, you look at Kansas City. It's no coincidence. That's where Matt Nagy came from. But you don't have to have superstars, per se. All you need to do is get the ball in your playmaker's hands and let them do things. Oh, and by the way, one thing that the Bears do have that the Chiefs don't is if they want to go power, they can. They can run with power if they want to with uh, the Howard kid. And, uh, I mean, 
Obviously, Tariq Cohen is fantastic. I can't wait for this game. The Eagles and Bears, you know, gut feel. It's interesting. It, it keeps flip-flopping. I, you know, an hour ago to my buddies, I said the Eagles. You know, and now I talk about it, and, you know, I think possibly the Bears. If it was in Philly, I would probably go with Philly. But being that it's at Chicago, in Soldier Field, you know, not that Philly isn't cold and whatnot. So, I mean, they're not going to be affected too much by that. But being in that stadium, the crowd is going to be absolute frenzy. Um, And plus, here's the thing. I want the Bears to win. Even though I'm a Vikings guy, I want the Bears to win because I hate the Cowboys that bad. If If the Bears were to lose, the Cowboys get to come here to Los Angeles. And even though something strange about that, like, uniform matchup. I don't know why I like the thought of watching the Cowboys and the Rams. Uh, you know, it's going to look good on the field at the Coliseum, which I might go to that game. If that were to happen, I don't, I would rather have the Cowboys go to new Orleans. That's why I want the bears to win because if the bears win, they come here to Los Angeles and the, and the Cowboys go to new Orleans. And I give a shit how the Cowboys are playing at home right now. They're a different team on the road. I don't care that at home, 13 to 10, you know, a month ago or whatever it was. That was at home. That wasn't in New Orleans. New Orleans will destroy Dallas in New Orleans. I truly believe they will beat their ass, especially payback too. be like, oh, you beat us. Now we're going to beat you. Uh, And so that more than anything is why I want the Bears to win today just so the Cowboys have a tougher road and then get out of the playoffs because I hate the Cowboys. I hate Dak. I hate the franchise. Uh, and I don't even like Ezekiel. I don't even 10 seconds. I love you guys. Uh, nice turnout on Facebook live. Have a great Sunday fun day. Enjoy the games. Blog talk. Love you guys. Drive fast. Drive fast. Take chances. I'm out. Bye.